The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thank you very much for joining me today. I won't keep you very long today. This is not going to be a very long show. I do want to let you know that I'm working uh, for my next program to talk a little bit about the impact of the premature cutoff of the census count. They're actually going to cut off counting of people, door-to-door counting, by September 30th instead of the previously agreed-to date of October 31st. Now, this is back to the original date. But um, they moved it back again. Why? I'm not sure. It's not as if COVID is under control. We'll talk a bit about that and the potential implications of that tomorrow with city officials who are working on the census. So that's going to be on the next program. I expect that to be on Thursday that it'll be available. No, today I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about health care. Because voters in Missouri yesterday went to the polls and they went around their Republican governor. Now, Missouri, traditionally red state. The governor had refused to expand Medicaid as part of Obamacare. Now, remember that part of Obamacare, when it was passed, was the expansion of Medicaid and and basically loosening some of the restrictions on who can be on Medicaid in an effort to get more people covered. And a number of states took advantage of this. Michigan is one. I remember Governor Snyder took a lot of flack from his own party and worked with the other side of the aisle and enough of his own uh, legislators on the Republican side to pass the Medicaid expansion. That led to the coverage for hundreds of thousands of people in Michigan that would not have been eligible otherwise, that would have had to shop for insurance on the marketplace, that maybe didn't have coverage because of pre-existing conditions, whatever. This basically gave access to health care to a whole lot of people, and it has been quite successful. It has kept costs in Michigan from rising as fast in states where they did not expand Medicaid. Now, in Missouri yesterday, again, voters used a ballot initiative to go around the governor that had refused on the grounds that he was not a fan of Obamacare. Whatever. I'm not exactly sure what the reason was, but it was very, very political. And as we have seen, states that expanded Medicaid have a lot more people covered and their health care costs have not been rising as quickly. There are stats out there. I could read them all to you, but that'd be boring as heck. But they are out there, and uh, if you want them, send me an email. I'm more than happy to share my sources on that one. But it has made a difference. Now, there's been a lot of talk about health care over the last several elections and this decision to try to get as many people covered as possible. Some on the left doesn't think it goes far enough looking for universal coverage. They want some sort of public option at minimum. But Medicare for all, Medicaid for all, is the kind of thing that a lot of people are looking for on the left. On the right, they like a more market-based approach. And we've even heard some people suggest that the current system is something that we shouldn't mess with because we have the best health care system in the world. We do have the best health care system in the world, the best expertise, the best equipment, the best doctors, but only if you can access it. And that's a huge problem in this country. Every other major democracy in the world has found a way to cover health care for their citizens. It may not be perfect by any stretch, but nobody has to worry about going bankrupt if they go to see a doctor, unlike the United States. These are things that happen here. Medical bankruptcies are still something that is far too common, although they have been lowered significantly with Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, whatever you want to call it. 
But this vote yesterday means something. It means something significant. A traditionally red state, Missouri, going around their Republican governor to expand Medicaid. Voters passed it. And yes, you can argue that it was kind of a narrow passage. It didn't win by that many percentage points, but it did pass in a red state. And what that tells me is that people are looking at the landscape, the healthcare landscape out there, and recognizing that something is amiss here. Something is wrong in this country with our system. And they voted to tax themselves to expand access to Medicaid. They also passed this to take advantage of the federal government's pledge to pay 90% of that expansion cost for the first 10 years of the program. Now keep in mind, the resistance to this was so strong in so many states. But now you're seeing voters in places like Missouri and just, just a few weeks ago in Oklahoma do the same thing, use a ballot initiative to have the people's voices be heard on what they want to see and whether or not their governor or their legislature should continue doing the kinds of things they're doing to block the ability of people to get coverage under Medicaid. In the middle of a pandemic, people are starting to recognize that healthcare coverage is more important than ever. People are starting to realize that some of the stuff that they've been hearing about the creeping danger or creeping socialism of the Affordable Care Act might just not be incredibly correct. It might just be baloney. The states that expanded Medicaid have not seen economic collapse. They have not seen their health care costs spiral out of control. Quite the reverse. They have seen the increases in health care costs slowed down as a result of it. And that's something that I think a lot of states are paying attention to. But you have governors who are afraid to do the right thing, in my opinion, the right thing here, to expand Medicaid for fear of ticking off the President of the United States or fearing that they somehow are going to be looked at as going against their Republican or Tea Party roots. Even though it's the right thing to do for the citizenry, especially when we're dealing with a pandemic that is causing a lot of people to see increased medical bills. This is not a bad thing that the voters did the other day. And I'll tell you what, if I'm a Republican out there and I'm one of these people that's railing against Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, suggesting that it is indeed creeping socialism, I'm looking at that vote in Missouri and the previous one in Oklahoma. Here, here's something to note, something, something to, to consider. No state has ever voted down a ballot initiative in recent years. The idea of expanding Medicaid is very, very popular. Even in places where if you tell somebody, hey, should we expand Medicaid to make people eligible for this? They'd say, absolutely yes. And you say, well, what do you think about Obamacare? Oh, it's terrible. The fact is, people want access to health care. They want it to be affordable. They've been listening to politicians argue over this for a long time. And as much as people don't like the idea of socialized medicine or don't like the idea of the Affordable Care Act, they're coming around on this now. And they're getting smart enough to recognize that the rhetoric around this issue on the other side is just that. It's rhetoric. There are no solutions in there. You can say, we want to destroy Obamacare. We've got to repeal and replace Obamacare. You hear that a lot. But I have yet, I have yet to hear a single realistic and cohesive plan for replacing the Affordable Care Act. Not one. 
Now, President Trump said a couple of weeks ago, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to have a great health care plan. You'll see it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be cheaper. It'll bring down prescription drug costs and it'll be better for everybody. Yet we are still waiting. We have been waiting for three years. If you want to go back before President Trump, and I gladly will because I lay this at the feet of the Republican Party, people like Mitch McConnell and people like Paul Ryan, who said their number one goal was to somehow repeal and replace Obamacare. Well, they did their best to repeal it. They voted for it 50 times. But not once have they come up with a replacement plan. They couldn't get it through the Senate, fortunately. But they have never once come up with a plan. Not one. Other than this notion of health savings accounts, which are fine. Sure, tax-free savings that you can use for your medical bills. But most people, that requires people to actually think about it, put money into it. Oh, and by the way, if you don't spend it by the end of the year, you lose it. That is not cool. Health savings accounts are great if you're the type that knows that you're going to go to the doctor's office quite a bit and use that for, for these expenses. But it's only going to cover part of it. You get in a car accident, that's not going to cover anything. What we need to know from anybody that's talking about messing with the current health care system is how they plan to ensure that people don't go bankrupt when they need medical care. How we're going to deal with medical costs during this pandemic. What can we do to make sure that as many people as possible have access to the greatest healthcare system in the world. We have great doctors. We have great equipment. We do not have a good healthcare system. Look at prescription drug costs in this country. Look at the cost for getting a biopsy on something. Look at the cost of getting an MRI. The United States pays way more for all of these procedures than any other industrialized country in the world. And maybe in some strange way, our screwed up system is subsidizing a lot of the lower cost treatments in those countries. It certainly may be in the world of prescription drugs. But why is that on us to do that? Why is it on us to do that? Now, the, the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, of course, campaigned against this measure. He said the state couldn't afford the coverage expansion. Well, again, the feds are going to cover 90% of that. But what it looks like now is that about 230,000 more people in Missouri will be eligible for Medicaid by this time next year. Now, here's the thing. Again, the federal government provides 90% of funding for Medicaid expansion. As Missouri stands right now, their existing Medicaid program only gets 65% of its funding from the federal government. So who wouldn't take that? Who wouldn't take that? Why wouldn't they do that? Again, is it a philosophical argument? Is it a political argument? Or is it stubbornness? Because the fact is, when a red state like Oklahoma or Missouri defy their elected leaders and their congressional representation and their senators, by not buying the rhetoric around the Affordable Care Act and Medicaid expansion and actually voting to do it because they realize it's the right thing to do. That gives me hope. And if I'm a Republican politician who's been campaigning on this repeal and replace idea for a long time, well, I'm getting my butt to work and I'm coming up with some sort of a plan that I can sell to people that makes it look like I give a damn about their health care. 
because right now, all it looks like is all you're trying to do is tear down the accomplishments of the previous president and that you don't care about whether or not people with pre-existing conditions get cut off. You can talk about it all you want. Oh, we'll always cover people with pre-existing conditions. We hear that all the time. President Trump has said it. Yet I have yet to see a plan that actually does that. I have yet to see a plan that doesn't look a whole lot like the one that we have in there right now that would actually work, with the exception of maybe an expanded public option that people could enroll in if they wanted to. Because we're starting to recognize with what is happening with this pandemic and the number of people losing work and then losing their benefits that we're going to have a lot of people that are eligible for this. How many people out there are holding on to their job just because they don't want to lose their health care coverage? They'd be better off doing something else. They'd be happier somewhere else, but they can't leave the job because of the benefits. That's a stupid system. That's a screwed up system and it robs us of our individuality, our creativity, all the things that the so-called Tea Party people care about. Liberty. We shouldn't be attached to our jobs solely because we can't lose the benefits. We should be allowed to create, do, be entrepreneurs and buy into a system that's affordable and available. If it's going to be a non-taxpayer completely funded system, fine. You could do a Medicaid expansion with a copay. Take some of the stigma away from Medicaid and actually take a look at those programs. And I've looked at what Medicaid offers in terms of services compared to a lot of these so-called silver and gold and platinum plans or bronze plans that they have in the exchanges or that your office is giving you, which are costing you more and more all the time, the services are better. The network needs to expand a little bit, but you get more stuff covered. But I have a feeling if enough people start saying that this is something that they want to see, then we'll start making progress on something that is actually going to work. Because Republicans, you're on notice right now. You just got called out in your in two red states for not doing the right thing. If you're going to talk about health care and you want to talk about how great your health care plan is going to be, well, guess what? Put up or shut up because you don't have one. I don't know what you're working on right now, but I sure wish you'd show it to me before the November election because I'll tell you what, if you come up with a plan that works for everybody, I'm going to listen. I'm going to look at it. And I'll have that discussion. I'll have that debate on what is the best way to move forward. But until you do, these are your people speaking up. These are your people demanding better. And so far, you haven't delivered Jack. And I don't even see a trying at this point in time. So, in case you weren't watching, Missouri voters went around their Republican governor and passed a Medicaid expansion just like Oklahoma voters did a few weeks ago. And in fact, any time voters have been involved in this, not once has this idea lost. People want better access. People want to know they're going to be taken care of in an emergency. People want to know that they have some sort of security for themselves and their families. I guarantee you, Nobody who's going in for any kind of treatment right now wants to go do a GoFundMe to cover their medical bills. They just don't. It's embarrassing. And it's shameful that I see as many of them as I do, that there are still tens of millions of people in this country that have no coverage, even with the Affordable Care Act. 
And the reason that so many of those people don't have coverage is because governors and people suggested that somehow this was a bad idea, that it's creeping socialism, that somehow you're not going to be able to pick your doctor, that you're going to lose this kind of stuff. Well, guess what? What good is picking a doctor if you can't pay for it in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Wake up. The people are speaking out right now about what they want to see, and they want some competency, and they want some solutions. We cannot keep going the way that we're going and just hope it's all going to magically get better because the economic storm that is on our doorstep, the one that we can't even seem to agree is a real problem, is about to cause havoc in the healthcare world as more and more people lose jobs and lose their benefits. Get smart about it now. Let's start thinking up solutions because if we don't learn something from this experience, then we don't deserve the democracy that we have. Get your heads out of your rear ends and come up with some solutions when it comes to making sure people have adequate access to the quality health care that this country does offer, if you can access it. Until then, no more talking about how the Affordable Care Act is destroying America. Your voters are telling you otherwise. They want in. They want into something that gives them some sort of guarantees that they're going to be okay. And if you miss this message, <laughs> well, you're in deep, deep trouble for a very long time. All right, that's going to do it for today. Like I said, a quick one, just a quick rant. But I wanted to point out what Missouri voters did yesterday. I applaud them for their vision. I applaud them for recognizing that this is the right thing to do. And I hope that their leadership on the Republican side in that state and all across the country are starting to recognize that health care is not a political thing to play with. It is not a slogan. It is a must-have for every family in this country. And we can do better than we're doing right now. And voters look like they're stepping up to demand it. All right, like I said, coming up uh, the next couple of days, we're going to be talking census because what is going on there is ridiculous. Basically, cutting 30 days off the count time, this is a big deal. Cities like Detroit have seen very low rates of people filling out their census forms. Going door to door is sometimes the only way to find a lot of people that don't always want to be counted but need to be and don't necessarily recognize the point of it. We'll get into that tomorrow. And then also, on Friday, it is the week that was our weekly roundup of the big stories in the news, and we always have a lot of fun with that. Don't forget, I basically put that live on Facebook at 11.30 on Fridays. I do put it live on Facebook on, at 11.30 on Fridays, but I also make it available as a podcast, and a produced video version will be up on DeadlineDetroit.com, uh, usually by Saturday morning is when we have that up there. So... Lots of ways to watch it or listen to it, all that good stuff. But thanks, everybody, for checking this out today. Just wanted to get that off my chest. We'll talk again soon. Oh, don't forget, send me an email, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com, or find me on social media. Leave your thoughts there. Thanks. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com slash membership.